Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. This is the Next Level Show. We are back on a new week, fresh start. Guys, when is our anniversary? Isn't it this week? Uh, Isn't it tomorrow? Something like that? No idea. It's something like that. Yeah. I know that we I just know I just know it's this week. It's our anniversary. So you know what it is? It is tomorrow. It is at the twenty third, right? Yep. We just gotta check a post that we did, just backtrack. Well that probably would be on the Instagram at the um our next level show Instagram page. We'll be able to see exactly when it was, but this week is our anniversary week. Hell yeah. Yay. Hey Mike. Yes. Happy anniversary. Thanks. Happy anniversary, boys. It's, Happy. it's official. It's a great way to kind of be starting off the week as such. You know, we're actually podcasting on this day. It's crazy how a, year, a whole year, whole year went by. This is kind of when COVID kicked off, right? And we were, you know, officially starting this lockdown. We all thought it was a joke or like it wasn't going to be long at that. And hey, we're here a year later, but. A lot of good things stem from this, you know, this negative situation. So it's um, yeah. our, our first post was on the 29th, March 29th. However, I, I want to say we started like a week prior or so. Yeah, we had. I remember that we got together. We came to my house and we recorded the first couple episodes here um, before social distancing was a thing. And it just kind of worked out for our schedules. Cause I know Gabe, you, you live kind of far. So it just mm-hmm. is for us to, for the commuting aspect. And obviously it's a podcast. So we, we would, we would love to kind of record in person and kind of have more content to upload on different platforms. But as of now do what we got, right. So we just do the best we can. And I think that we've gotten tremendous feedback and throughout the last year, we've had actually a tremendous amount of awesome guests that have been on the show we got to interact and meet so man i this year has been great we're over 100 basically 160 episodes or so right and we haven't slowed down at once and i'm glad because we were able to stay consistent through the whole process we haven't Mm -hmm. i don't think one week we've slowed down on how many episodes we've posted no fuck yeah man like that's actually just fired me up a little bit but here we are yeah, no, it's pretty great. I think it's, I mean, while yes, in person, it would be best and ideal. I think it's just, uh, I guess, just telling of how, I guess, ways to interact with each other that we can still do so when either A, can't get out because of, you know, like what year ago when it started because of lockdown or B, just because of distance. Like what if uh, I happened to, you know, cut out again and then I just... Uh, we can still record if uh, if if uh, if that's possible. So that's uh, I think that's kind of cool about that. One thing I was thinking about was um, just the simple fact that you know many people that I know started a podcast around the same time as we did last year. Because I was at the time I was actually in a mentorship group with other coaches and podcasting was actually one of the platforms that they recommended to start or whatever. But podcasting actually was already something that I wanted to do regardless of it was just mm-hmm. kind of how did I want to go about it did I want to um, be um, solo did I want uh, to ho- you know co-host with me just to be able to chit chat because I feel the only reason that we made this much content is because we have three three people 
if it was just one oh, yeah. just me or either one of us by ourselves, it's a lot harder. And I, one thing I notice is um, a lot of people that do solo podcasts are a little bit more inconsistent. Um, there's exceptions to some people, but there's some people that are haven't been able to be consistent because if we think about it, it's a lot of talking, man. It's hours and hours and hours, over a hundred hours of talking. And it's, it's a lot of content, long form content. And there's only so much you can kind of bullshit by yourself or in general, even just us being us three, we can't make up or fake. So this is cool, man. It's still like my favorite platform to use. I haven't been on social, uh, on social media, like posting just uh, short form content lately. I've been kind of taking hiatus, but, um, but the podcasting thing is still my, the thing I look forward to doing as far as discussing things. Um, and yep, it's the thing I look forward to. Yeah, speaking of uh, hiatus and bullshit and, and whatever, so I have done absolutely been basically off of the socials for the past week because we were away. We had a, an amazing time. Uh, so this time we went back to where we were before, uh, Texas. It opened up, Austin in particular. Uh, we were there, what, about a month ago or something like that when the big snowstorm hit. We were there for about a day, so we wanted to go back and just really experience it. And just uh, an amazing place. We went to, what did we do? So we landed in Austin. We drove to Fort Worth. We went to uh, San Antonio, Dallas, Arlington, and then back to Austin for the last day. It was actually the week, and it was tons of people were there. Apparently, we had no idea. This was during the same time as South by Southwest. So that was going on. Like uh, Everything was like packed spring break. So tons of people, which was great. Everybody was just being cool about it. Like No one was just uh, all up on top of each other. And, uh, you know, obviously outside of groups, it was just a, a great weather. You know, the weather was nice. It was just a little bit on the cool side, but it was uh, still enjoyable. Nothing like, you know, freezing like again, like a, a month ago. Um, highly recommended. And you guys are talking about like, uh, you know, having <laughs> having the Cape kind of money to do that. You really don't need that. I mean, it's a lot of work on the back end that, that kind of like to, to, to get good deals. Like Jennifer would be like day of, you know, a couple of days prior looking for hotels, uh, checking out, you know, cross-referencing, you know, costs. Okay, well, how much is this? Where are we going to go? Planning some type of itinerary. So, no, it does not take some kind of observe, uh, obscure amount of, uh, you know, funds to do so. You guys can do so uh, if you choose to. Maybe not Mike. Maybe not that might be so enjoyable with uh, babies uh, around. Uh, and speaking of, I don't know if I mentioned this, but kids are assholes. Oh, well, they'll make you hate, hate, hate stuff. Yes. And I, and, and I, and I said this, so you're like how people don't tell you how parenting, how hard it is or how much, how, how difficult it can be. I thought I did because I've had both experiences. My oldest piece of cake, like nothing. She was just cool, easy, calm, made tops like two or three times that she, you know, bugged out on us. But then the last one, holy shit, like, like <laughs> legit, I blank out parts of my life with her of how difficult it was so yeah. all fair you're mentioning how you switched the uh, formula yeah. and she so she drank so we both our kids we gave a uh, formula um the was like uh i forgot the i want to say infamil i want to okay. say that was the brand yeah and so we used that once she transitioned out of that to whole milk she was not having it I th we we thought she was um uh, like intolerant to it or or caused it an issue because she just would not drink it just nah she just wouldn't have it 
Turns out, no, she didn't. She passed any old allergy tests. So I don't even know what the hell we gave her. So like you were talking about it. I'm like, what the hell did we give Liv? I have no idea. But she was just, it, w- it was just a crazy time. Here, here's what I would probably say to you. That I would hope that I hope that someone would have said to me and really um, uh, emphasize on this part. During all during the craziness, so she would stay up and cry and same thing. She would um, uh, we would hold her basically all the time. She slept in her crib maybe three times tops. Outside of that, she was always in the bed with us or something. Um, and and I guess it just crying all the time. And we just anything that kind of like seemed to work or we would want to say to ourselves to work like a white noise or whatever, a particular sound that helped her like relax. We tried to do it as much as possible. But um, it gets frustrating and it's OK to put the baby down, like in the bassinet or crib or something and just walk away. There were lots of times that I needed to do that. I did not do that. And then I would just get uh, just extremely frustrated and just like mad, like me, like what the hell? Can you just just stop or tell me what it is? Tell me what it is. I will get you. You want a, a certain kind of you know uh, a certain you know clothing? I'm going to change it. No problem. Got you. You want a bath? Got you. You want milk? Got you. Just tell me what the hell you want, and I got you. But she, obviously she doesn't because she she was a baby. But um, yeah, it's tough, man. It's it's not it's it's not easy. It's not simple. But um. It's now she's just she's just amazing. She she has been for the past, you know, couple of years. It took a while to kind of her to get with the program and get with our our family dynamic. But it's it, it, it ain't easy. It, it can be hard. It can be it, it, it just it's just tough. It can be tough. And I don't know if it had to do with my um, uh, I guess the state that I was in back then. Maybe it wasn't the same as my first child. Maybe it's not the same as right now. But I'm sure that contributed to it. But, you know, it's you ain't alone and you're not. And as far as you, I think you asked the question of you're just wondering if you could if you doing something wrong. No, you're not. You can't. You literally unless you like leave them alone and not do anything, not care for them or not do anything. You're you're okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. And then to answer your question. Yes, you totally have conditioned the baby to always be held. Guaranteed. It's just like, imagine if, you know, have, imagine not having a cup of coffee. Can you do that? What? That's, exactly. That's possible? Exactly. So it's the same exact <laughs> thing. The same way have you, you know, conditioned or, or you're, you're, you, you need that, the baby down, that she, he just needs that. He needs to be held in order to go down. He needs to be held in order to, um, to, to stay sleeping. So you got to just find any kind of way. That's why I think I mentioned to you but that we would put, I would put the live on a pillow, a, a, like not a thin one, like a good cushiony one. And then I would hold the pillow when she would fall down. I would gently place the pillow down on the bed. So they would, she would not notice me letting go of her. And she still thinks that I'm holding her. Yeah. So that seemed to have worked. And when I say it seemed to have worked, maybe like a, couple, a handful of times. So like I said, it was always just a, 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 you know, trying different kind of things to see what would work. But yes, you have a condition. Sorry. I mean, that's all I got to say. You, you, now you're at the point of you either write it out or, you know, self-soothe or something, but that's kind of like where you're at right now. Well, self, self-soothe is the, the big question. That's what we're going to talk to the pediatrician about um, because what we were reading is it's like six months or four months, depending on where you're looking. And then at that point, it's basically just put him down and let him figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. And I do, we do get him to go to sleep and stay asleep um, without us sometimes. Um, 
hundred percent of the time you have to hold him until he falls asleep, but mm-hmm. sometimes he will accept being put down. Um, whether it's in his boppy, which is like this big horseshoe shape shaped pillow type thing, um, or just flat on his back. But, um, it's more like, I don't know, 80% of the time where we just end up falling asleep, holding him. Um, not even because we, I mean, I say not because we want to, like, I would sleep with that kid on my chest every fucking night if there were no ramifications whatsoever, but more so it's just a matter of like, I pass out after trying, <laughs> like yeah. I'm just out of energy and I just fall asleep mm-hmm. and that's just how it works. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, once we, um, once we get like a, a, like a doctor to say like, yes or no to what we're reading, um, we're going to just do it. Um, cause it's, with the self-soothe. Yeah, well, I, I just want to make sure he has like the mental capacity to be able to self-soothe, you know. Well, I, know I think at a certain age they just don't, um, and I don't understand why that is at some ages or not. And that's just what I'm reading on the internet. So that's all that I have. Like I said, there's no fucking guidebook. No, and there really isn't. Even when you go and get the books, they all say different shit. So I'll just get it from a doctor and just do what she says. Because well, here here's my opinion on that. It's that. What do we always say? Well, what do you always say to a client if they ask you a question of, "Hey, will this work, or can we yes. do this?" It, exactly, and and that and that re- honestly, that really is the, the the whole situation. Each kid will be totally different, right? Yeah. Like we can't treat either the three of us the same in in anything, right? I mean, we would we would be, I guess, we would do whatever, but we would have personal preferences as to how to do certain kind of things, right? Like uh, you would, you know, raise both eyebrows and look at us in disgust when we put ketchup on rice and, and eggs. But, uh, you know, to us, we're totally, totally fine with that. So it's, it all depends. As far as self-soothing, is it fine? I think that if, I mean, there's always a time, right? If it's like, you know, two hours and they're crying, maybe that's a bit excessive. Yeah. You know, I don't think I would be able to last that long, uh, leaving my, my kid crying that long but it's all like you know what do you are you fine you know give yourself okay say the plan is to wait you know 15 20 minutes yeah okay fine and then can we extend that a little bit longer can we cut that back just like just it's basically just treat the baby just like a client yeah and i do with the same well i kind of practice that with them already where i mean you know you know how it is sometimes a baby just yeah. fucking screams there's nothing yes. you can do and you don't nothing. know what it is and he just keeps fucking going you try everything and he just keeps fucking screaming so i'll just sit there and i'll hold him and he'll just scream in my fucking face and i'm like there's there's no exchange going on here you're being held you're still screaming i put you down you're still screaming so like i'll hold him in like a position that he's sometime where he's like kind of facing out um and he'll just scream and cry and just let it out so he's kind of crying it out in a certain type of way he's still being held but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to be making much of a difference so I do oh, and go ahead now i was gonna say what also made it awesome with Liv. she also hated the car you know some kids oh, that are no. like that they like they like the car no she just yeah she just it, it let me rephrase that it didn't help okay so she would yeah. still bug out and she would still go crazy or whatever. But one time, you know, what sticks out of my head and I just feel so bad about this, even to this day. So I was taking her to like a, it was a, like a gymboree kind of class, you know, just, I guess kind of like play class for kid for babies. So I'm taking her, it was just me in the car and she's there and she's crying and she's, you know, doing her thing. And then I'm thinking like, Oh, just chill. We'll, we'll, we'll be right there. So I kind of like did the whole self suit thing. It was like a 20 minute drive. I get there. 
she had like vomit all upon her. So she was crying because she vomited. Yeah, dude. That's and the then I felt worst. like I felt like such an asshole. Oh, and then God. we never we never went to class. I just stopped. I pulled over. Um, I got to the I went into the back seat and I just held her for like base. I don't even know how long. And it was just I don't know, it, 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 it and even talking about it right now kind of makes me feel a certain kind of way. And like, I would want to go to her right now and just hug her and say, sorry about the other. So I held my dog once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was great, man. Like I held her for so long, just cuddled. Did you know? Um, I got to tell you, Gabe, I saw Justice League. I don't know if you had a chance to. The four hour movie. Holy shit. No, I, I, so I want to, I didn't, I just, uh, so the only thing that I was able to see, uh, I saw this morning, I finished watching, no, was it this morning or was it last night? Uh, no, this morning, I finished watching the South Park, the vaccination special. That was hilarious. I saw like three-fourths of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I'm hoping to, by the end of the week, finish watching Justice League. What did you think about it? Definitely worth a watch. I, they really did a good job and fixed this fucking movie that had so much potential. I feel good. If they don't make another movie, I'll be bummed out because they left it open where they can. There's actually mm-hmm. like purpose behind the stuff that happens because when I was watching it, it was so many parts that I was like, it's a, it's a different movie, basically. Um, yeah. And there's so many parts I'm like, they could have just done this the first time. Like the writing. So apparently the guy, Zack Snyder, abandoned the project because his daughter died, I think. And, yep. and he literally abandoned the project. The guy that wrote the was part of the first Avengers movie. Josh Whedon. Was, yeah, was the other director and completely That's just a, didn't he do stuff. Buffy and Firefly and other? Yeah, what's up? Uh, yeah, he also did a uh, Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, okay. Firefly, and anything else, Mike? I know I, I could have. Uh, he's, he's done. He's done. Those are the major ones, but he's done a lot of a lot of good. Uh, TV show. Yeah, basically yeah. just tanked this uh this this that movie the first time, but then Zack Snyder just has a very distinct uh cine- cinematic like eye, like the way he records, like how he edits and how they put everything together. There's a part game that I, I don't want to ruin it for you, but ugh, dude, they gave me chills. You can do it. It's okay. You don't care? No. So it was cool because they made Cyborg and Flash better in this movie because they were they're still cool characters in of, like, in of itself, but it's like they, they were just random. They were just there. Like there was not much substance behind them. So now they had a little bit more, you know, more story with them and kind of like a reason for them to be part of this journey anyways, because it's just, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we're just fighting to save the planet. Like here we are. No, there was actually stuff. And there was um, spoiler alert. If anyone, I'm going to give some, anybody the reason, if you want to f- fast forward this like 30 seconds, go ahead. Basically flash is able to use his uh, phasing when they fuck up basically and there's a scene that he actually has to use this time travel speed to turn back time in the shot that they use for that bro gave me chills i'm like damn super speed is the shit because this man literally just like the drama the build up to that moment it's just it's epic epic shot great way they put everything how like the world comes back together the flesh Mm -hmm. the bones everything from that explosion comes back together like reverse they killed it with that shot. That was like, uh-huh. my, to me, that was my favorite uh, part of the movie. Superman OP as fuck. Like this mm-hmm. man kicking ass. But that scene is, with the flash. Is, is so this, go ahead. Just real go quick. Ahead, is, is the scene where uh, Superman 
like as the flash is like running in his super speed where superman turns his head and sees him oh that was like, funny there's I like that. that's still that part in there okay good that's one of my favorite movie scenes um, yep like from a superhero movie of just generally that's so fucking cool but yeah, yeah. They, they kept that part so it was good they kept that part but yeah no the flash was just a cooler character all around they had you know how with uh x-men with quicksilver they've done like slow motions slow mo scenes they did this kind of the same thing with him and put some music and it just kind of did a really good like little fun one. So it's just it's just cool, man. They did a good job. They left it where if the, I don't know how this is going to determine if they're going to decide to do it. They left it open. Um, they introduced cool characters that weren't part of it. So hopefully, fingers crossed, but may not. Yeah, probably not. Uh, I'm glad that they, they highlighted both those characters. I do like both of them, Flash in particular. While it was a different uh, take on the character of um, Barry Allen, I was totally fine with the actor, totally cool with it. He brought something different. Because Barry Allen, he's he's not as, uh, I guess, like as jokey as, as, as the way that they, he was portrayed. But again, another take, totally fine with that. Uh, yeah, and he is, he actually, as, as overpowered as he's saying that Superman is, the Flash is more. The Flash is actually the most powerful one in the DC because is he can he? just he really is because he, he he can go faster than Superman allegedly well depending on the writer right but he's shown to go even faster again turn back time like you mentioned and imagine someone running so fast that they can just go you know travel through time like that's just pretty well, insane and do the same thing but Superman I think is stronger just because he's basically like a god and that's why a lot of people hate his character because it's yes, almost like me too where's his struggle like he doesn't have any like, actual villains that can really hurt him i guess per se unless it's with kryptonite yep. but this but the flash isn't as super strong i guess he is fucking fast as shit and that I, that comes into play i have a question yeah can the flash apply his speed to any part of his body or is it just running i want to say anything he so can he like could... fa- like he can phase through walls because he's he's he go he's shaking his molecules so fast that they can just go through a wall. So he can, let's say his like top speed without going back in time is point nine 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 percent of speed mm-hmm. of light or whatever. He can apply that speed to his fist. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's where he can actually become like he. The older he gets, the more mature his powers are. He has like these abilities where he can hit someone so damn hard, which I can see Gabe's argument that he can really hurt, mess somebody up. But in the- yeah, he, ha- he has a thing called a, like an infinite punch where he's like he's running and then he hits you with just essentially like an infinite amount of force applied to his fist. Yeah, that's what I was literally just about to say, because you you take point nine 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 times the speed of light or whatever, and you apply that to like the, the size of a fist. That's like you could split a planet in half with that amount of force, I would Correct. imagine. Cause that's like yeah. a fuck ton of force, even on yeah. a small yeah. little thing, but mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, potentially, so. I guess, let me rephrase that. Potentially he can be the strongest or stronger than Superman overall, obviously, as far as uh, can he move a planet? Can he bench a planet? Can he, you know, no, you know, yeah. Superman will get him there. Superman can shoot lasers out of his eyes. He can do like a whole bunch of other kind of shit, but, um, uh, potentially he can be the strongest of all of them. And that's kind of like the thing with the DC universe. They're like all these powers and all these things that they can do. They're so over the top comparable to the Marvel universe where it seems right. almost, uh, I guess, street level, if that makes sense. 
It's almost more realistic in a way. Yeah, ish. Yeah, like the Marvel has more realistic heroes. Um, DC just has these gods on planet Earth, like basically like a Dragon Ball Z with superheroes. But exactly, imagine um, that they're just they're just really like the whole cyborg thing. Basically, like what abilities he has, he can basically control everything because he's mm-hmm. all machines. Really advanced that his organism literally can tap into if he wants to blow up the earth with a freaking nuclear bombs he can command them and just start nuking the world if he was really pissed like he can tap into that with his own mind so it's like that's like op that's like yeah that's, See, that's each, was... each one has their own kind of thing like he can yeah. do that you know you're talking about like you know uh green lantern the uh, you know wielding the supposedly most uh powerful uh, weapon in the universe which is the ring green lantern ring mm-hmm. so it's it, that whole universe itself is just uh that's i guess one of the highlights that's what can make it so great because it's so over the top Mm-hmm. But that's also some of the downsides of it because it's like, well, what, like you, like you said, Superman, who the, who the hell, you know, what, what's Superman going to struggle with? You know, why is he, why is he wasting his time on some robbery down the street when he can be doing something, you know, more, you know, with a higher scale than than that? So yeah, so like with, uh, it's just the extreme because then you have Batman that's human, and then you have Superman. That's what was like a lot of the controversy where it's like, it it's not relatable he's not a relatable character superman mm-hmm. like that's i think the biggest issues with a lot of the characters is that they're not relatable marvel on the other hand did a really good job though where you could feel like oh dude i would totally want to be tony stark a millionaire with a badass like technology for a suit um batman to an extent right batman's a billionaire he's human he just you know whatever trained himself yeah just trains um but you know captain america super serum it's like it's it's stuff like that so i get it but they made it rated r too so yeah yeah i saw that like well language and violence yeah dark just a dark movie i liked it i think it's cool so well relatability the whole the, the best thing of superman would be how even though he's an alien he's more human than most people because of the the good nature of him and you know just inspiring hope i guess just imagine like a you know a speech from captain america it would be the equivalent to a speech from Superman, you know, just, I guess that's how they tried to make him relatable as far as making him uh, while he's an alien, he's still the most human out of uh, everyone on the planet. So yeah. that's the whole so, deal then. So not to bore the listeners with movie talk. I just like really had to share this. I want you to see it and you uh-huh. give me your personal opinion. It got a lot of good ratings. So I'm, I'm excited. No, I want to, I want to see, I want to, I, I did not like it whatsoever. The original one, but I'm curious about this. I really am interested. I want to see what's the, the, the whole changes. When I saw it's a four-hour running time, I was like, holy shit. Okay, I've got to do the, like a, a week-long thing. You know, I, by the end of the week, how about this? On Friday's episode, we'll talk about it again. Sounds good. Unless uh, we don't, you know, audience doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah, you can let us know, listeners, if you really to give two shits. Or if you enjoy the conversation, let us know regardless of what we're, how we're doing. But um, I guess we can jump into... Our actual topic. I think we're pretty warmed up. I think we hit our 90-90s or thread the needles. Some over mm-hmm. um, shoulder dislocates. This is technically still a mindset episode. So things that we were just chatting about together before we got on air was the five lessons we've learned uh, through through weightlifting, through just training throughout the years. Like you know, we always talk about how a lot of these things and principles apply. Um, Mike, start us off with num- numero uno. Anything good takes time. Anything good takes time. And or you need to have some motherfucking patience. 
<laughs> I like that. AKA one. slow your roll. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. AKA check yourself. Now, um, <laughs> before you wreck yourself. Before you wreck yourself. No, I think that definitely like anything good in life, you know, takes a lot of work to get there. It takes, uh, like you said, patience. And this is one of the things that it's so fundamental. I think that unfortunately, a lot of people still buy into the quick fixes and they want to get to their end result fast. And they, and they believe that the result there is what, what matters to them. But it's about like you, you, if you want something that's worth it, a relationship, um, a business endeavor, you know, a career that you dreamed of, you're not going to just land it. You know, there's a few anomalies in the world that have been very lucky to get to where they are by just pure luck. And that's the cars that they were dealt with. But the, for the everyday per- people like ourselves, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. It takes moments where you doubt the hell out of your abilities. Like you really question, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing uh, everything in my power? Or is it even freaking worth it? But you always have to remember that it's once you get there and during that and during that challenge, that struggle, that's, you know, it's going to feel amazing once you get there. Yeah, it's a it's a big contrast to, you know, now everything is always that instant gratification. We're here. You're not going to get any instant anything instant. If you go and you do like, you know, a set of, you know, crunches and you look down and be like, where the hell are my abs at? I just did. The, I, I just did it. Can, yeah. You know how long I got to do two sets? What, three sets? You know, so it's it's definitely not that case, not the case with uh, with with fitness, with health, with exercise. You it's going to take time and putting in work equals results. And that's basically a good lesson to learn with just anything. You can apply that to whatever if, in your job. Right. If you you know, you get there, you complete one assignment and you're like, OK, well, where's my where's my race? Where's my promotion? Uh, excuse me, sir. Sit your ass down go back to work so you know and keep and keep on working and then you keep on doing something and and you'll, you'll eventually get there you'll make improvements on it you'll get better at it and eventually you'll see the results that you were looking for initially probably even better than before maybe something different maybe your opinion has changed in the in the midst of it but it's it's something where uh work equals re- results yeah and we're going to kind of cover this concept a little bit later but basically you know, you're going to appreciate it a lot more. Um, if it were as easy as doing two sets of crunches, uh, th- <laughs> yeah, how could you really appreciate the, uh, the results of that? I mean, if it's really that easy, first of all, everybody would be shredded. Mm-hmm. Um, this wouldn't even be a conversation to be having, but um, it, it just, you know, it's, it's as easy as going online and ordering something from Amazon at that point. And it's, it, it's just not the same. And, you know, actually having to work for it, it, it really adds a lot of value to it, but kind of getting ahead, but yeah. No, I think uh, just to kind of, I think wrap up this point is just that, you know, mentally prepare yourself that this is going to be, you know, you're going to have to work, you know, you're going to, for that physique that you want, you can, you can either work at it and be the best self and learn a lot of things along the way, or you can try to do the instant gratification route and go get surgery. And then you're not going to be as happy with yourself as if if you put in the work, not bashing anyone that does it. But the truth of the matter is that the, the hard work is where it matters. Mike, what's a point numero dos? Numero dos is resilience. 
both mental and physical. Kind of ties in perfectly, huh? Oh, wow. It's almost like we planned it. It's like we wrote things oh. down for once. Like, wow. Um, I guess resiliency. This is probably one of the best things of that. One of my favorite things that comes with uh, weightlifting and in fitness as a whole, the dieting aspect, the, the lifting aspect, the patience obviously you have to put in is you have to be, you can't be mentally weak in this game and it's going to build um, a lot of men, you know, mental toughness bottom line. Like, I mean, this is with us, this is with not even just with weightlifting. This can be with sports too. sports do a fantastic job for young kids um, to teach them about loss teach them about, you know, working hard to become better, to get a starting position on a team, um, to get a trophy, even though unfortunately with how the world is sometimes is all the mediocrity shit. Like everyone gets a trophy just for participating has kind of sabotaged in my opinion, some of these things. But um, I think that the most important thing there is just understanding that you want to build that mental toughness. You mentioned uh, what could be accounted as failure, right? And and what's you're going to come across some kind of things. We sometimes in in life we avoid failure. We you know we we don't want to have that, and you'll get to that point within like you know exercise, fitness, and where you fail at a lift, you plateau, you have a plan, and then you get a setback, you get injured. You know you consider all of that as failures, and what happens? You just pack it in and say, well, I guess that's it. Gave it my best, allegedly. And then just turn around and just walk away. No, you kind of keep at it. You're and building that mental resiliency that you that that you mentioned earlier. So failure is a big point uh, in how to respond to it, right? Like uh, again, you can apply this in life. You know, you go for uh, you know you go for a job, you get laid off, you get you know change positions, or you don't get a promotion, you don't get a raise that you kind of wanted. Well, what do you do? Just say, well, fuck it. Yes, that's not happening to me now. That's not in the cards. No, if you want that, kind of keep on at it, keep working towards it, and eventually you'll get there if you continue to apply yourself. It's it, think of it like it's a it's a game of attrition, basically. You just kind of keep on going. Sure, you kind of get knocked down. Sure, you're gonna get get get. Uh, there'll be some setbacks, but if you keep on going, if you keep at it, keep with it, maintain that mental resiliency, you will get to where you want to get to, and probably even past that. Yeah, and this is even a case where you're training your resiliency in a way um, through physical exercise. I mean, just going through and doing tough workouts three days a week for 52 weeks in a row. Um, it's not always going to go perfect to plan and you're going to have some setbacks and things are going to come up and it's going to build a mental resiliency through virtue of just going through with this. I mean, so it's kind of one of those attributes that kind of improves itself as long as you're using it. Um, and that's probably one of the better ones that I appreciate for myself. Um, it's just more mentally resilient, kind of like when I'm sitting with Oliver and he's screaming in my face, you know, it's, it's, it's not so bad. I've had worse things happen to me. Apparently he has not, but we're going to get him to that point where he's more resilient, right? Yep. It's just, uh, it's all stages in life. And that's the part of the, the fitness journey that never, it, it, it continues to give you that. The fact that you're man, you're, you're purposely doing it to, to build that is, mm -hmm. it, it has like that, 
that cause and effect, it just kind of trickles, you know, by you doing that, it just, that affects you in the positive way in the long haul. Yeah. It's a negative experience, maybe the feeling of pain and discomfort, but from that negativity or that discomfort comes the good stuff. So, and and that's literally what in in the, in the, in the ability to be like, I'm not going to quit regardless of how hard things are. And then I've been able to change my perspective on life. Like when stuff has been questionable or, you know, moments where you just want to be like, it's easier, it's easier just to walk away from a lot of things. Reality is, is to Mm -hmm. to quit is always, it's not, some people don't want to quit for other reasons, but the truth of the matter is that quitting for most things is the easy way out. It's the stuff that you have to obviously know your worth and what you're doing. If where's the value, you're going to stick with it regardless. Right. Um, Does that sum up that point pretty good or? Yeah. Yes. What's point numero tres? Consistency over perfection. Yep, consistency over perfection is another great one, great point to uh, to speak to because it's like I think I mentioned this uh, this quote before, where done is better than perfect, right? You always you always want to have everything lined up, everything perfect, everything is according to plan. But, you know, a lot of times it's not going to happen. Things are not going to go according to plan. Things are not going to work out perfectly as you had it planned. Uh, let's just say if you have a, uh, you're following a program, right? And today call for squats, uh, barbell squats, back squats. And you go and someone is in there. What are you going to do? You're just going to turn around and just say, well, guess I'm not doing that today. Do something else. You know, there's there a bunch of modifications that you can do or something else in, in, in place of. And, and that can be, again, pointed to the last point of that mental resilience that, you know, you got to say, okay, well, I got to do something. So let me do something else instead. Let me, uh, let me adjust. Let me, um, uh, you know, let me just audible this and come up with something else to do. And it's much better to be consistent, consistent with your workout, with your programs over the long run, as opposed to doing some perfect, uh, the best one, the best workout, the best program that ever in the world that you, you will respond to, but you kind of do it eh, every now and then kind of sort of, it calls for, you know, uh, five days a week, but you do two or it calls for three and you do one. Sometimes you're not going to get the results that you want from that. You need to be consistent. This needs to be something that it's a part of your life now. Um, doesn't have to be every single day, but in regards to working out itself, but it's something that needs to be consistently throughout the week uh, and in your life. Yeah. I think, I I think it just looking at it from this perspective just makes it more doable because for most of us, perfection is not even possible. I mean, and not even, even close to perfection. So if you change your focus and just say, I just want to be consistent, that then gives accessibility to everybody. Everybody can be consistent on their own level of what that means, but perfection just, it just doesn't exist. Um, So that puts it out of reach for most of us. I think that the best, the best thing, that's my favorite, you know, part of it is that what Mike just said, you know, no one can be perfect. I even made a tweet a while back. uh, No one, you know, no, no one can be perfect, but everyone can be consistent. You know, it doesn't matter with whatever it is. You can always make that goal for yourself. Like you guys are saying is like, make a goal to be consistent. Don't try to be perfect. And I think a lot of people end up getting discouraged um, because they think that they need to have everything in, in a, in a row, like all their ducks in a row, just to do anything, to make progress, to, to start even, you know, 
it's like we put all this like you know unrealistic pressure on ourselves to that we know we know at our core that it's that's not doable you know it's like with a it's like with your with anything that we do your your relationship and no relationship is perfect but the fact no. that everyone continuously consistently d- decides to put in effort be there show up that's what makes relationships work there's it's not because there's never a discussion or a bump in the road like with your fitness journey like you have a you are going to have fluctuations in your in your process that are going to probably mess with you a little bit when you're stepping on the scale and you see holy crap i went up on the scale um you know but over the course of time i like to show people clients even myself is to see the trend where are we going are we consistently going down over the course of time yes if that's so you are kicking ass because there's nothing that is going to be linear and perfect, no matter if you do have everything uh, in check, macros, calories, training program, sleep, stuff will come up and your body will react to different things throughout the whole thing. So I think that taking that mindset away that, okay, I missed a couple of days, I'm struggling with this, with that. I'm a little discouraged today. My motivation's not there. Just who cares? Just show up you know, do the best you absolutely can. And even if you mess up, just know that, okay, just like you would tell anyone that you care about, get back on track. You're not going to tell them just throw it all away. It's that's not even worth it anymore. You know, no, get back on track. You can keep going. It's not over just based on one day. The only way you can mess up is by just abandoning it, quitting like for good, like forever. Mm -hmm. And like last week, I didn't train at all. I kind of wanted to, and sometimes there were some mornings where I got up and I was like, oh, I should probably head to the to the hotel gym and just go. But then I said, you know what? I, we went to bed super late. I'm probably going to be better off, or it was better for me if I just get some more rest and get some sleep. And then I just stayed sleeping. And today, first day back, I feel awesome. So, you know, I'm, I'm back at it. Just kind of like how you mentioned. I, I could have just said, well, a whole week went by and that, it did absolutely nothing. Let me just stop. Let me just throw it all away. No. That's not the case. Just go right back into it. And then even apply it to, you know, speaking of how to apply it to other aspects, what did we talk earlier, uh, Mike, with the with, with baby crying? So is are you expecting everything to be perfect? Where, oh, you're crying? Okay, well, here, let me change your diaper. Oh, you're good now. No. Yeah, you can expect that all you want, but is that going to happen? <laughs> nope. Probably not. So how how is that any different? But you're consistent in, like, trying to find... Uh, a way that works trying to find the answer to whatever it is that is ailing maybe absolutely nothing but you know you're, the, the attempt will still be there yeah you want to talk about consistency i'll try to feed him and he'll be just fussy he'll spit it out and start crying again and then three minutes and 57 seconds pass i try to feed him again and he just starts chugging it there you go. Where's where, where was this three minutes ago? Like, what's going on? I'm happy. We just but, tried this. We yeah. just tried this. It's okay. It's fine. The same thing. <laughs> what's the next point? Uh, number four is having a plan for success. And you like, can't just, yeah, because you, you can't just say, all right, well, this is my goal. My goal is to drop X amount of pounds or drop uh, X amount of percent in body fats or gain muscle or, or this or whatever, get some abs and just go out there and just start doing stuff. You know, you need to have a plan. You need to know exactly where you're, uh, where you're going and how to get there. It's, you know, we mentioned this before, tracking. That's probably one of the best uh, options for anyone 
to if, if, if you want to see some specific results, if you want to just, for instance, get healthy and just, you know, feel better. Sure. You can just kind of like wing it and not have any plans set in stone. But if you want to have if you, if you have a particular goal in mind, you need to have a plan. You need to follow, you, know, you need to track your, your nutrition, know exactly what you're putting inside your body. You need to uh, follow some type of a program if you're looking for specific results. And that's, and, and that's the best, and not, not, not just specific results, but more uh, if you want things to, if you want to get to your, whatever goal that you have in mind faster. Can you get there if you just kind of like wing it? Yes, you can. Just like, you know, mentioned before, can I, you know, get to Jacksonville from here? Sure. Eventually, you know, how long will that take me? I mean, I guess if I just head north and then eventually head uh, east, I'll get there. But if I have a map, oh, I do this, I take, you know, 75 up and then go up to 95. Got it. I know exactly how to get there uh, because I had a plan, because I had a map to get to my destination. Yeah, I, you use the perfect analogy, man, every single time. So I think that one's like, if you've listened to the show, we've we've discussed it, man. It's just that is the perfect analogy. Yeah, and not not last week's. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the one about the fighting fight, the instinct, the ultra instinct. And how did how did you not mention uh, like you know uh, with uh, Dragon Ball with the ultra instinct? Ah, uh, yeah, I, mean, I was waiting for that. Well, Mike hasn't seen it, so I was just talking about something I just recently saw. Anywho, uh, the whole thing with the program, I think, is 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 key. Or having a plan of action for your mm -hmm. finances, we've discussed. Having a plan of action with your training, like if you're trying to um, build a bigger bigger chest or bigger back, like you can't just start just doing random exercises, expecting your chest and your back to grow. If you want your deadlift to go up. You got to be prioritizing a plan to get your deadlift up. You just can't sporadically deadlift whenever you want and think you're just going to get better. It's like you have to have kind of, you know, an idea of what you're doing. Obviously, we this kind of just take a little bit from the consistency thing. Don't worry about it being a perfect plan. Just make it where you can be consistent with your plan of action, regardless of what it is like you, the, the most ideal way to train may not be the most ideal way to, for you because on your lifestyle, on your habits, where you're at mentally, you know, what you got going on and just in your personal stuff, but just find a, a structure, have some type of idea, give yourself, you know, some guidelines that way you you know, you know, every time you step in the gym, even though you're a little bit dismotivated or you're just tired or whatever, you have a list of things that you can do that you're going to, well, that is planned for you to do, go do them. And you'll probably, for most people, that's what people need is just a, uh, to know what to do. I guess the structure, the idea versus throwing random exercises on the random machines that they feel comfortable with. Cause I was listening to another podcast and they say that we naturally, which is true. We all have a bias on how we do things on how we train, you know, yep. we all think we're, we're pretty smart with programming. All of us here, we understand the fundamentals and, and, but we always will kind of gravitate towards what we like and maybe neglect on other things. But if we have a program that's making us do that one thing that like we kind of put off a lot of times, we're most likely to do it and most likely to reap the benefits. Right. So, um, I think that having a plan is super critical on a lot of things. And if you're struggling with your training and just struggling with the whole consistency thing, stuff that we've talked about before, or you just feeling like you don't know what you're doing, buy into a program, hire a coach, have someone yep. give, get that. There's a lot of inexpensive ways and there's obviously more pricier ways and more specific, but there's options out there for you to follow, even if it's not the most ideal. 
Yeah, if you go to, like, let's just say you're going to go for, uh, I don't know, like a, a hike in nature. You're going to go to uh, Yosemite Park. Sure, you can go follow a trail, right? Or you can get a, a, a get a guided tour, get a guide that'll take you exactly where you want to go to. I want to hit these places. Even though I have a map and I can kind of get there, I, I mean, I'm, it, there's not some specific way. There's not a road there, right? There's different kind of places to get there, different kind of ways to get there. Just an example of how, you know, you mentioned hiring someone. If you want to really get there in a more uh, efficient way, then they will help you. Can you do it on your own? Thousand percent you can. However, there will be some uh, trial and errors. You know, you have to really have that patience that we mentioned in the beginning, have that res mental resiliency, even physical resiliency, and uh, just be okay with, with not hitting that goal that you have in mind if you, tend to, if you want to do it by yourself. Uh, a, a coach will just help to uh, filter out and keep you in line as to where you want to go to and how to get there. Mike? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you guys nailed that one pretty good. Um, I will just say that even for myself, um, I'm way more liable to be consistent if I have an actual plan. Uh, just going into the gym and winging it for me um, typically does not uh, yield uh, a very good consistency for me. And that's just me knowing myself. And, um, so it, you know, it happens at all levels. I would imagine there's even, you know, more, um, uh, knowledgeable, more professional people out there who are the same exact way. Um, cause it, it does just kind of help, you know, otherwise, cause I feel like I'm almost just spinning my wheels if I'm just kind of winging it. Um, I think even for us that are more advanced, you know, we're in, past the intermediate you know and more towards the advance of training and for most in, in standard lifting right um we benefit even more from having a plan yeah. you know because sometimes if we're going based on emotion maybe some days we just overkill ourselves for no reason but if we had a plan we know that we have a limit okay we have three sets of this exercise not seven just because we're feeling good <laughs> let's just try to really it, keep, it keeps us maybe from overdoing it in most cases right um or even not enough. What if you, you know, you, it, it calls for seven, but you want to do five or at, mm. at the fifth one, you're just like, oh, I think I'm fine. You know, it helped. And, and I think that's where I'm at, where I kind of tend to be su super overly cautious. And now I started following the program, went, just went on a uh, map performance phase one uh, today. So it kind of helped me to keep me in line and following something, be more consistent, even though I, I, I can be totally fine about just not so much winging it, but just do it intuitively it's great to always kind of come back to a program and find, uh, and keep me in line. Like I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mike, what is punto numero cinco? Numero cinco is it's about the journey, not the destination. Lesson number five. So, um, I think we've touched a little bit on the other points. Kind of, we've grazed over but now we can kind of focus on and that's one of the big uh, biggest lessons that we learned amongst these other four that we talked about it, it is that and i think i mentioned earlier like you can go and get the surgery get drastic weight loss or get certain body parts enhanced uh, by a surgeon and it'll be done in a couple hours you just got to heal from the process and you will have quote unquote maybe better glutes uh chest implants for guys freaking bicep implants, calf like, yeah. implants, calf implants. You can put, you can get all those things, but the truth of the matter, it's no different than if you, if you were to, you know, climb Mount Everest versus someone dropping you off at the top with a helicopter and just, you just standing there. It's mm -hmm. yeah. Both, both are going to be like cool 
for the experience purposes, but the person that put in the work to get there, the person that put in the work in their body to build their muscles, it, it, to get them to look a certain way, then they're going to be the ones that are going to appreciate because not just from, because the end result is not ultimately. Yeah. We have a, we have a destination that we're trying to get to that is correct. But the, you know, the truth of the matter is that like you fundamentally become a new person because of the journey itself. And I think that's the biggest value is that all the lessons that you're learning, the stuff that we talked about, the patience, the hard work, the, you know, not giving up when things get challenging, a lot of these things uh, only happen when you focus on the journey and embracing everything that the journey may come with versus just expecting that, oh, it's just going to magically happen. And once I get there, I'll be happy too. Like it's not the way, it's not that way at all. No. And when I first started, got into, into lifting, I was like a super skinny kid, like what, 115, 130 pounds, soaking wet. And I just say, you know, I was, uh, I had issues with, with how I looked and how I felt. And I wanted to change that with uh, getting into and lifting some weights. And I got to my, to a place where I was much more comfortable, much more confident um, later on. But I didn't just say, oh, here, I'm done. All right, bye. Let me get off the ride. You know, I kept at it because of, I noticed all these other kind of benefits that were coming, that came along with it. You know, I thought it was just going to be something where, okay, I do this, I get that eventually. Uh, but along the way, I found all of these kind of like points that we were making. You'll, you'll, you'll get, you'll, you'll notice these points about the mental resiliency, about the physical resiliency, about the, you know, the, having the patience, being consistent, um, having a plan and knowing what happens when I don't have a plan. So all of these uh, points I noticed, and we all, we've all noticed, or we all noticed, and, and it's not just within these, I mean, there's many more uh, great benefits that you'll, that you'll find along the way. It's like, uh, you know, okay, so we were talking about before, you mentioned um, that scene with the flash, right? So I can go into like Wikipedia or just whatever, and just look at the plot of the movie. Okay, let me read it. Okay, I know exactly what the movie's about. Or I can watch it and experience it and take these little points and just really um, appreciate them a hell of a lot more. Kind of like how you mentioned, appreciate great phrase or great uh, point to, to make here. Uh, of of the movie itself as opposed to me just reading about it and know exactly what happens i feel like that's actually you mentioning that makes me realize that's one of the reasons i most people don't like spoilers because you're missing out on the journey when something gets gets spoiled yeah. like that that's interesting mm -hmm. that's a very interesting way to put it um but i think it's true um i yeah, will just go ahead no, I was going to say like me, like me personally, I just, I don't mind spoilers. That's why I was just like, go ahead and say it. Like, not, not that I don't care, but it just won't ruin the experience for me. Um, and I think I mentioned that uh, Endgame is the only time, only movie that I just completely avoided anything and everything, all spoilers, which was so hard. Yeah. Especially for, some, for me, because I seek them out. I want to know what's going on. Okay. I want to know that, okay, this and that, and that's happening. And I would still uh, like that, appreciate the experience of watching the movie and seeing it firsthand, but I just wanted to see what it would be like for something major, something big. Cause I mean like all the other movies, okay, fine. Okay, sure. This character comes out or at the end, this whatever happens or this person shows up or this scene happens, you know, a quicksilver scene or whatever, but I wanted to see how it was. And I, I, I not for nothing. I did ex uh, appreciate the movie a hell of a lot more. It was a totally different viewing experience for me. Um, will I do it again? Probably not. But because I'm just the type, you know, always, you know, how we mentioned that we always go back to a certain kind of way that we are. 
and that I'm the type that I, I do want to know what happens and, and, you know, as it comes out uh, and still experience it myself. So that's just, that's just me though. Yeah. Well, I would, uh, I would just to get back on topic, the, um, the, the point I wanted to make was just, you know, looking at my, my own self and then my clients who have had successful uh, stories and endeavors, um, you know, they enjoying the journey is is a is a way of like falling in love with the process basically where you're actually enjoying what you're doing um while you're doing it instead of being so focused on the goal and kind of just trudging through the mud it becomes a, a an enjoyable experience and then when you do finally reach that goal um you've, you've got all these habits and all of these um these mechanisms that that are that have led you to that point that are still there and then instead of just being like oh i'm here i made it it's more like what am I going to do next? Like what's next? You're looking forward to the future. You're keeping the thing moving along. So it becomes a much more sustainable machine at that point. Um, and then it just keeps going without a real end destination. I think that fitness at the end of the day is if you, if you incorporate it in your life in some way, somehow it's just the way that you enjoy it. Um, everyone has a goal, right? When they start, as long as you just embrace that, there's so many lessons you can learn from whatever your journey is going to take you. So don't compare it to, you know, someone else's or think that your journey has to be like your friends or that person that you admire. You're going to create your own experiences, your own lessons, your own takeaways. And that's the beautiful thing about this whole thing that it's completely based on you, your individual, um, your individual stories, individual struggles, mental, both physical, it's everything going to tie in together. And that's why I think that we've stuck with it because once you expe once you can connect the value of that, uh, with your physical body and your mental life, it's going to, you're going to, all that's going to bleed into life. So, you know, I think that kind of wraps up, uh, this five lessons that we learned through fitness. Yay. We made it. Yay. Congratulations if you've gotten this far and got through our initial ramble. But hopefully this episode leaves you with some takeaways and refreshes your mind going into this new week um, as we're celebrating our one year. Uh, we should do something cool. Um, I don't know. we got to figure it out. We'll talk off air on this. But um, anything else, guys? I know Gabe is back after a couple of days. Hit us with some good stuff, man, to wrap up this episode. So uh, there was once a king who was only 12 inches tall. Terrible king, but made a great ruler. Ayo. Hey, coming in hot with the dad jokes. You guys Mike. know what the cheapest kind of meat is? No. It's deer balls because they're under a buck. Huh. <laughs> Very good. good stuff. Good. With that being said, listeners, hope you guys are enjoying this content. Let us know how we're doing so we can always make improvements and continue to provide you guys with um, the best content we can give you. Until with that being said, until next time. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go to leave us a five star rating and review. That simply helps us get out in front of more people, as well as follow us on Facebook at the Next Level Show Private forum check us out on instagram as well at the next level show my personal page is at john alva fitness gabe is at prime and glory and mike is at mike nellis pt